You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! All right, welcome to the Corona Chronicles, episode number 16. I'm your co-host, Jay Reason, with the one and only Danny Diablo. What's up, everybody? What's up? Yo, what's happening, man? You're a change of location for us today, right? You're joining us from the uh, Uh, secret spot in Milwaukee, right? Fourth five headquarters. Uh, uh, I just came back from the studio right now. Uh, We're recording... We're finishing, yeah. actually. We're, we're going to uh, get into that. Scarhead, the Scarhead Generates the Violence EP. Yeah, I was actually just, just going to get into that with you. I, um, You were, let's just announce it here. You were just wrapping up the last session with the one and only who, right before we jumped on? Travi McCoy. Hell yeah. Sick. So, shout out, Travi. So, E, with that said, you're pretty much finishing up the EP, and then uh, it's a wrap to get this thing out, right? Yeah, tomorrow, uh, basically, Travis in the studio, right? Uh, well, this is crazy. We did a, 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 a online engineer thing. My engineer goes online like a Zoom thing, but it's not Zoom, but it's for t- recording, and they both talk, and they do the session like that. That's it. Travis recorded his whole album like that, his new album we recorded like that, so we, we just did it right now. So I was there, I, 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 I told him what to do, he's killing it, and basically... I left before he did his verse, so I was like, yo, you do whatever you want to do, B, you know what I mean? Yo, he, he was so happy to do some hard stuff. He did some, like, some hip-hop stuff, but he did some hardcore punk stuff. It was, just, it was just cool to see Travi because he's a hardcore kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Graffiti kid, so hey, always got mail up for Travi. Always, like, people don't know how, how you know, that, you know, me, him, stress, walk, cool, uh, and basically... Like, yo, know, I've been in uh, the Cookie Jar video with him. You know, he's like, the dude's a Grammy Award winning fucking artist and put Bruno Mars on, really. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. The first song. Yep. So, thank you to Travi, bro. I love you, brother. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, that's so sick. So, we'll have more details, obviously, on that EP as things progress. But as you guys have heard, uh, you know, Danny has finally put the finishing touches on this thing, wrapped up the guest spots. So yeah, we are going to hear about all the details, uh, pre-orders, all that yeah, stuff yeah. after. Uh, e, we did want to shout out some kind of sad news from last week. There was a loss in the scene, a big loss. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that with Rob from uh, Black Train Jack. Oh, God. Uh, I just want to say that um, the Rob from... Um, Rob Vitale from Black Jane Jack was the coolest, coolest guy in the world. You know, he like for for going to shows. So when I moved out to Long Island, I used to see him a lot a few years ago. And uh, people, he, one of the best, one of the best voices in the, in the New York hardcore scene. Black Jane Jack and Nine Lines were great bands, uh, but he had a great heart, he a great person, funny guy. Uh, I'm gonna miss. I was just talking to Joe Garces from Ice Cold Killers. Shout out to Ice Cold Killers. Uh, that was his best friend. You mean like uh, he's the one that told me? But uh, I, me and him were just like, oh, we would. Whenever I saw Rob, Rob Zach, people, you know, people always think like, how do these guys know each other? But when we, <laughs> when I used to see him, <laughs> the second we see him, we just start talking shit about everybody. You would be like, yo, he's a sweet. I would say, you're so nice guy, but he can have the most evilest venom from his mouth. Like, so we would be hanging out right in front of uh, the shows and be like, yo, his band sucks. You know, we would just make a bunch of someone. Then the guy would come up to us, hey guys, hey, how you doing? Yeah. And he leaves us, like, your fucking band sucks. You know, like, yo, 
me and that guy used to destroy everybody. But you know what? I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that part. Of the, it was so fun hanging out with him. And we were like, yo, let's talk some shit. And we just go crazy. Okay? Yeah, that's like, fucking... Rob, uh... Rob was a stand-up guy. Stand-up guy. A great friend. Uh, yeah, cool he... guy. He has so many people that loved him. That's, but, you know, I know through the hardcore scene, but, you know, you know, seeing you know, hungry, but his friends, he has some good friends out there, especially in Long Island, that are gonna miss him, you know. Yeah, it's a hu- huge talent to uh, for the scene, uh, to loss. I never met Rob, but uh, Yvonne reminded yeah. me that when we went to go do backup vocals on Stretch Armstrong's record in New Jersey, yes. way back, that Rob was there and that we interacted with him. So, you know, just shout out, man. Super sad loss on that. Uh, he should, like, all these guys, like, you see these scumbags living and living, and, you know, then Rob, one, a nice guy, like, like sad, you know. The scene has lost a lot. You know, Steve Poss, uh Todd Hughes, I mean, like, it's staples in the scene of, of, of passing away. I guess that, we had, you know, it's just, it's just sad, man. You know, uh, Rob, Rob should be here right now, man. That's what I have to say. Yeah, especially uh, during the past year uh, and change. Yeah, fuck seems, COVID shit. Seems like there, COVID shit. there's been a lot of shit. But yo, on a, on a positive note, uh, the first New York hardcore show is back uh, that they announced. Sat- yeah. April 24th. Um, yo, listen, I hope it goes good. Everyone just be, no haters, please. Just, just let, let the show go on. And if you, if you really don't want to go, it, it bothers you so much, then, then go to, well, don't go to the show. And listen, this show is not for that. We're here to support and we want yeah. to promote the show. So I want to make sure yeah. that everybody knows about this shit. Um, it's going to be down Thompson Square Park, April, yeah, April 24th at Thompson Square Park. We got the one and only 24th. Madball, <laughs> Murphy's Law. Blood uh, the doors are going to be at noon. It's a $20 donation, uh, so please donate. Also today, the guys at BNB Productions have launched a GoFundMe to help the costs of this show because it is outdoors. There's a lot of shit, so if you guys have some money, please uh, go there. You'll see all that shit on our screen. Uh, if I can find somebody to run the shop, I myself am going to be there. I cannot yeah. fucking I, wait. I, listen, I will, I will be there. So everyone, I'll be there with the Danny Jabba merch table. <laughs> so, so whatever, bring your mask and come up with your and your money. Well, we'll be selling custom masks, right? So yeah, you know, that, that's the whole thing. So you just tell me we can make some cool, some cool stuff. Danny Jabba mask. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Honestly, to see all of the shows being announced right now and all of this shit. Um, the day before. The New York City show Madball is playing Rhode Island with our friends Death Before Dishonor as well. And that show sold out in under a couple minutes, man. I tried to get tickets and it was sold out. So I'm really excited for those guys. It's, it's cool to see the energy uh, coming back. I can't wait to see uh, Scarhead and Danny Diablo shows uh, back in the mix. I might I might go to Rhode Island also with my, my, my traveling merch table. Uh, well, stop by, yo! Stop by the stop by the store on your way through. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Do a, a quick pop up. Um. Yeah. You know what I wanted to ask you about? Because I know that you, you saw it and we've been talking about it. Godzilla vs. Kong. I know you finally saw How dope. Uh, listen, I want to tell you, to all the haters out there. Why, there's listen, haters of that shit? There's haters out there. You know, people love the old. I'm a big Godzilla. You know, Me too. Yeah, we've like, talked about you know, that. We, but I tell you right now, we all know that this this, this movie was amazing. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm, I, you know, when King Kong first, Godzilla first one, it went in Japan. And there's two different endings, whatever. And the fucking, I, I always thought Godzilla busted his ass until the electricity came, and that was it. Godzilla, I'm, I'm gonna rule for all you. Godzilla busted his ass, I don't care. <laughs> but Kong redeemed himself by helping him out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But Godzilla, yeah, when he was smacked down, when he was crushing his chest, you know? Oh, oh. yo, I, I did that to so many people. <laughs> The face of the feet. Yo, that, like, that, I, that was one movie that I like legit fucking can't wait to see on a big screen or whatever. Like yeah, uh, the, yeah. the theaters here are kind of back opened up. Uh, some 
gotta try to figure something out, man. I, I gotta bring, I gotta, I gotta believe Alexandra, but she watched it. She, she hates all that stuff. She, she watched it. And she, I, I, I was like, baby, you gotta watch this. I said, you're gonna love this because Kong's face is. <laughs> she's like, oh my god, look at that. He's walking like a man. She loves. <laughs> yeah. Kong. Oh no, Viv, Viv gave the. She wouldn't watch it. So I, 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 I watched it with my dad. He was psyched. We've seen all of them together. So it was, <laughs> uh, he was uh, excited so cool, to see. Bro. Yeah, no, the effects were sick, man, and you know, like I said, I, ho- I hope they keep uh, doing more with those in that MonsterVerse movie, man. I want to see more of those movies, you know. They have to. They have to, they have to, they have to get Gamera up in this. I want to see them all. I want to see Gamera. Yeah, I love. Ga- yeah, all of them are sick as fuck. Like, but so I hope I hope that they uh, they keep doing that. Um, so yeah. e, on the topic of just watching shit, checking shit out, I know you've been busy. Oh, before. oh, what you got? DMX, rest in peace. Oh my God! How are we gonna skip that? We almost fucking forgot. So yeah, a couple no, days ago, that, 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 that fucking hurt. How fucked up is that? Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Obviously, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I was some like huge fan. I celebrated the hits, but yeah, man, huge surprise. I mean, you know, I wasn't keeping up with him or whatever, but yeah, huge, huge su- surprise there. And again, man, huge loss of talent to the the hip hop community, man, for sure. I mean, I celebrated his early records. Uh, it, hurt hurt me, it, hurt, it hurt me, Jay, because because um, you know I was down with uh, you know Chaos Thirteen with Gris for Rough Riders, right? And, and I, I met DMX like three times. It was always mad cool. Show me respect, man. And it's funny, all the hardcore kids used to call me the Tupac of hardcore or the DMX <laughs> of hardcore. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was like, I was like, thanks a lot, guys, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's sad, man. And it's uh, sad, sad. But he one of the best, and he, yo, there, there will never be another DMX. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, we went back at the shop, uh, and we were listening to some of the hits, and yeah, man, I mean, the, the guy's flow was sick as fuck, and uh, at the time when he came out, dude, there was no, no one else with a delivery like that. Almost kind of like uh. <laughs> I don't want to say hardcore because that gives the wrong thing, but you know what I'm saying. He was definitely more like a aggressive um, delivery, you know, in hip hop yeah. at the time where there wasn't really like a lot of that um, when he came out, which is sick. And his videos and the yeah, he was dope. Yeah, he was dope. Um, what have you been listening to? Check it out. I know you've been you've been uh, wrapping up your stuff, but but you've been listening to anything outside of watching Godzilla Kong? You've been watching anything? I know we always uh, like to see what's what's good in the world. Yeah, well, hold on two seconds. Two yep. seconds. Hold on. All right, I'm back. Here it goes. I've been... Oh, no. Wait, I lost your... Uh, oh, there you are. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I've been listening to... I've, I've been listening to DMX for ever since he died. And every fucking song. Uh, I've been watching... Um, uh, City on the Hill. Okay. City Block, the one with like, Kevin Bacon in it. I don't know and that one. It's about Boston in like 89, 90. It's and good? It's about, yo, yo, Kevin Bacon is so ill in the this, in this series. Well, he's an FBI agent and he's fucking bad. It, it takes place in Roxbury, uh, Southie, or Boston. It's crazy. It's like, it shows Boston. You know what I mean? So I, I, at first I was like, yeah, and then I was like, Every, all my favorite actors in it. It's amazing. All right, I'm gonna have to check it out, man. I have City on the Hill. City on the Hill. I haven't really been checking out too much, man. I've been super busy, but I did get a, a promo of this new record uh, from a band called Minefield on Bullet Tooth. Uh, the name of the record is called Seclusion of Sanity. This shit is heavy thrash. Uh, it's coming out on Bullet Tooth on June 25th. Um, so I want you guys to check that out. Yeah, I think you'd really like this. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a, an advanced listen of it, and man, this this record is. Uh, Really good shit. So I'm going to have a cover of that. Um, but outside I, of that, I, man, haven't really been doing much, you know. Just been rocking the store, uh, working with you on getting some more episodes done, getting some content done. Uh, yeah, we're working it, man. So that's about it. Shout out to Sound Talent Media for, again, bringing on the Diablos then. We're excited. Thank you so much, Sound Talent. Thank you, Tim Bora. I, uh, I'm actually, uh, t- tomorrow I'm finishing the gang vocals for Scarhead, but I'm recording the Big Left album I'm producer, executive producer of this album on Force Five Records. Yep, yeah, we've plugged that record a bunch here, uh, and the fact that you've signed him. So we can't wait to have more news on that one, especially people who have followed uh, Big Left early on in your career because he's he's been around for a minute. Um, well, even yep. prior to that, you know, I mean, I first know him when uh, when you and, and Josta started 
uh, worked yeah, with Ill Rock. Him, with Ill Rock, yeah. He was the first. He was the first artist signed to Ill Rock. Right, and that, that's how I remember him. So uh, that's awesome. But we have a great episode for you today. Um, the first guest we have coming on is fucking legendary uh, vocalist, one of uh, the first. Uh, you know, yeah, NYHC bands to kind of take it to the next level outside of, uh, you know, AF and those guys. So we're really excited. We're going to have Lou Kohler from uh, Sick of It All on. So give me a minute. Let me get them set up. Hang on. Definitely, brother. One of my favorite uh, vo- hardcore vocalists. Had the opportunity to tour with these guys in Europe. One of my favorite bands. Uh, dude, I'm so stoked to welcome Lou Kohler from Sick of It All to the show. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Lou? How are you, man? Good to see you. I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Hanging out. What's up, Lou, brother? How you been? What's up? <laughs> How you First been? of all, Lou, I want to say, like, thank you so much for fucking doing this. You know, like, everyone, I tell everyone, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be in music. That's what I <laughs> So, you, know, you, you, you started this. You, you created this monster. <laughs> so, I want to say also that uh, uh, condolences to your mother. Rest in peace. Bro. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I yeah. Know, I know it's hard, bro. You know, it was. Yeah. Else, it was but, rough. It's I been a rough, rough fun, year, bro. you know. Yeah, I mean, we got the Corona shit. That was yeah. rough, and then, you know, my mom, uh, she had bone cancer, so she was on all these treatments for like, gave her like seriously extra three years of life. But the last year, she yeah. said to us, she goes, "It's not living." You know, she's yeah. She goes for a treatment, sick for three days, better for one day, sick for another three days, back for uh-huh. another treatment. So, you know, she was better off now. I, I spent the last month before she passed away, flying down and helping my dad and my older brother. We took care of her. Oh, man, it was rough. But, you know, yeah. they got, I mean, I'm sad she's gone, but, you know, she's much better off. Much, much better. better. Yeah, well, well, that's, you know, at least you spent the last few, the few days with her. You know, yeah, and she, she passed away. The, the whole family was there, everybody. My daughter, that's, that's Pete, me. and his daughter, that's my brother. So we were all, you know. God we bless her. Yeah, thank you. Bless well, let's get Sorry Crazy. to hear about that. Yeah. Um, no, no. So, so yeah. So, Lou. Uh, I mean, obviously, you guys are one of the most active bands in uh, hard, like hardcore and just touring wise, man. Uh, man, what is the fuck? What COVID must have fucked up so many things. I know you guys had a big tour planned with AF, and do you want to get like get into this yeah. a little bit with us, man, about everything that well, that? Uh, it, it's right at the beginning, right before COVID hit. I got, we were supposed to go to South America two days before the, the tour. I wake up with 104 fever. I go to the doctor and they say, it's the flu. It's just the plain old flu, yeah. but I had to cancel the tour. And then a few days when we would have been in Brazil, that's when they shut everything down. So we would have been shut down in Brazil if we had, oh. if I wasn't sick and we went. So, but, uh, so that, that tour was done. Then, you know, back then everybody's like, I ah, give it a couple of months. And it was, <laughs> They kept pushing tours back. They kept saying all the festivals were going. Then it was all canceled. I, I think it's it's really hard, not just financially, but more of a mental stress. Like some days I wake up, I don't know what the fuck to do. You know, I have shit to do, but I'm just like, oh, well, I, don't know. I don't know what to do. You know, right? <laughs> I want to get ready for tour. I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a whole year, like like like, and it's a whole year. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? And then it was like, I was like. I, I just like it was me and my lady the whole time. It actually, brought me and my my lady so much closer. That's good. Cool. Yeah, it, it was cool. And then then like, I was like, like doing the art and and music out there, and I was just kept myself busy. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm not stopping. You know what I mean? So you yeah, that's good. That's good. You can't let this fucking thing uh, like 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 boss you around. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, like, like, yeah. Yeah, live your life, bro. You know I mean? Exactly. I mean, that's the thing. It's we we did a whole bunch of. Uh, Right away, we did, I think it was six videos. We, we recorded oh, separately yeah, yeah. in our houses. Yeah. I mean, that was fun. It was great. But it's uh, people were just, hey, do more. And I was like writing back, like, not to be a dick, but those shits ain't free to make. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. Well, that's, that's how these people are. You know that. They, they yeah. I mean, them. but no, no, it's cool. People were like, we'll donate. But I, I feel weird. It's like, you know, if we were going to continue to do that, yeah, we would like, okay, do whatever. Kickstarter, Patreon, whatever those things yeah. are. But then people started taking off different directions. Like, uh, I don't know what Armand and Craig got into. Pete, Pete had to start working. Yeah. You know, uh, I've been, like I said, I was with my mom and then, uh, you know, taking care of my daughter most of the time. And, uh, but Pete's been 
since Pete started working, like he goes out and busts his ass, like, you know, roofing and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucker goes home and writes like crazy. He sent me like, he sent me, Armand and Craig, like 18 fucking songs already. <laughs> and I can't even keep up. I, I'm like writing to one. He's got like 10 more coming down the pipe. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. All I, all I have to know is like, when I, when I, I worked uh, I, I work construction, but I haven't mm. worked construction for four months, but I'm like, I work construction and when I work construction, all I have to say is like, I fucking hate my life. <laughs> That's the piece. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, it I'm feels the fire, man. My, my back, my back is going out. I'm like, oh, I, I just want to go on tour. You know, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's exactly what Pete said. Like, like that's why he's writing so much. Because he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, work sucks. I hate it. He'll be out in the boiling sun in Florida, like you know, roofing oh. or ripping up weeds or whatever the hell he has to do that day. And then he's like, yeah, but I'm coming up with some fucking angry music. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a catalyst to fucking ignite that shit, and that's what. Yeah. That was, you know? so. Yeah. Well, going back to like in the the late '90s, where we we were like making tons of money overseas you know yeah. i'd start feeling like we'd go to write for now i'm like oh, i don't know what to write about and i was like you know what i'd get up at like 7 a.m walk to flushing main street get on the seven train <laughs> and be like fuck i don't this is why i you know i don't fucking, i gotta go home and write a record cause I, can't do it. I like i like the fact i like when when like when that happens to me, I'm like, I'll go on the, on the seven train, day, whatever, and I'll be on, on the train, and a kid bumps into me like, holy shit. And like, what are you doing here? What are you doing? I'm like, no, I got more problems than you do, bro. You do? I'm, I'm just trying to live. <laughs> you guys were actually supposed to be doing a tour together, too. Uh, uh, yeah, he was good. Yeah. Crown, Crown of Thorns is going to come with us in AF. Yeah, so that was push it back to next year, right? Next April, they said. Hopefully, you know, I, they I, always keep... said, I always said, I always said that we got the New York, the New York hardcore curse. So, it's, <laughs> like, yeah, we got to do it. Biggest tour, the, the, like the three bands that you know, AF, Sickle, and Crown Thorn is going to go together in, in the United States. People were like, yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we were looking forward to it. It's great, you know. Uh, but then, like, like when it first started, they kept saying, "Ah, oh, push it back a few months, then a few months, and then it was yeah. next year." Uh, sucks. Yeah, that 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 was sucks, especially because I, I, as a fan, I was looking forward to that show. I did get to see uh, AF and Sick of It All did the Burroughs tour. I got to go to a couple of those, and those were fucking awesome. Yeah. So it would have been great to see a a tour. But like Isaac said, uh, hopefully we will get to uh, see that happen. Uh, Lou, yeah. one of the cool things though that did come out right, kind of right at the beginning of the pandemic was uh, you you did get a book out with your brother, which was super cool. We I opened <laughs> yeah. a opened a record shop here in Connecticut and, and we carried a couple copies. We sold out of them. Uh, tell oh, me a little cool. bit about the process with that man. It's called the Blood and the Sweat. It's a really good read, man. Tell me a little bit about how that came together and the, how you guys, and how you guys did that. You know, it's funny. Is I didn't even think of anything like that you know me i'm like sitting there going like man i hope jimmy writes a book murphy's love <laughs> stories are insane God. from the from the day craig joined sick of it all he would entertain us like we do those first two european tours we would drive for 10 hours overnight in a van and he would sit there and tell us af stories and we would be crying and we would tell him write a book write a book he never wrote a book he should write a book about oh, his whole career the af stories that craig has are amazing but anyway like that's i didn't think we should write a book but then how he approached us he said i want to do a book about sick of it all but the publishers want a new angle so they said how about the brother angle and I was like, yeah, but we're all four. We've been together for 30-something years. Yes. We're like a family. Blah. But so they focused mainly on me and Pete growing up in Queens. And then, you know, Armine and Craig are, of course, in there. And Richie, our old bass player. But uh, the process was weird. It was just like we did, like, I think two or three sit-downs with Howie for, like, two or three hours just bullshitting. Yeah. And then we did a series of phone calls. And then he would be like, uh, okay, on scratch the surface, what do you remember about writing it? What do you remember about recording, touring, blah, blah, blah. And then he'd do that for every album. And then he'd ask us for anecdotes and shit in between. So. Yeah, it was, it was a really cool read, man. Again, as a fan, um, I thought it was it was really well done, man. And I, and I encourage anyone who has not picked up a copy to, to do so, man, because it's uh, 
it's a really easy read too. You don't have to like read it all the way through. You can kind of just pick it yeah. up in parts. It, which it's I like enjoyed. a long, it's like, it's like a lot. Each chapter is like a little interview. It's not like a, a narrated by like, you know, it doesn't say like, you know, like it's not focused on me speaking and then it's just both of us bullshit, you know? Yeah. So go ahead. Imagine Craig's <laughs> book. <laughs> well, that's what I said. This should be an Armine and Craig book where we get to chime in too. No, Pete came up with a great concept. Pete said, Craig's book should be this. They should be the like Craig tells his story on one page and then the other people tell what really happened on the next page. <laughs> Every story should be like that. <laughs> that that would be a great idea for a, a fanzine too, maybe and then turn that into a book, just do a couple of things with that. Craig 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 does tell some of the best stories. Uh yeah. We, yeah. we had him on and we had him on in one of the early episodes, man, and it was oh, fuck I couldn't even keep it together. Uh, it, he was it, just making me crack up with yeah, uh, him and Armine together, you know, it's amazing. Armand's like a different person. He drinks, but now he drinks beer. <laughs> He's been like a, like Craig calls him, a beer drunk for the last, uh, what, 10 years? Or something. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Uh, I think it's great. He became a beer snob. Yeah, with, yeah, kind of beer pizza snob stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amores. I'm like, oh, stop that. <laughs> it, it, it's the funniest thing is they were telling me about, I know you guys probably have Amores every time one of these idiots is on. <laughs> 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 But they were telling me that oh you gotta try this. Did you ever eat Amoris? It's fucking great. And they're blabbing away about. It. I'm like I don't remember an Amoris in Queens. And then one day they showed me a picture. I go motherfucker. I used to work right near there, and every Thursday we'd cash our check and eat at Amoris. I go, it's all right. It's Queens Pizza. It's not. <laughs> and they thought I. You think I spit in the fucking in the guy's mother's face? Amoris. <laughs> I went there. On, on the way back, <laughs> I kept saying it tastes just like Pizza Garden. And no, it doesn't. They freak out. But, uh, I, I stopped there uh, um, when I went out to uh, rob uh, Black Train Jack's funeral. Uh, rest in rest in rest peace. peace. But uh, yeah. uh, on the way back, I, I haven't been to Queens in like you know four years. So I just drove through the old neighborhood. Wow, it got way more crowds. It's like a story now. There's no parking anywhere. It's, it's so weird. crazy, bro. Everybody's got fucking driveways. Nobody uses them. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped. Instead of going to Pizza Garden, I went to Amores. And it was good, but I'm right. like, I didn't have to drive here for this. I could have fucking stopped along the way anywhere and got it. <laughs> but don't say, oh, J- Jay's going to cry. Craig's going to tell me. I don't wanna, you don't know pizza. I, I, go, I always tell them Danny's Pizzeria in Kew Gardens way better. They get they can go crazy on me. Every time I go to Maury's, every time I go to Maury's, I go to, even when I was with Craig one time, I went there, and when I go there, there's always like Queen's Task Force detectives <laughs> always behind me. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm scared. I mean, I'm like, don't go there. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, they tear me down. I like, look at them. It's like neutral territory for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I used to work right near there. We'd go every Thursday for two years. I was like, man, I was eating this shit in 1988. What the, <laughs> the fuck you guys? Now all of a sudden right? in the 2000s, you guys are all the mores, you know? <laughs> the bowling alley was there. Yeah, yeah. The bowling alley, yeah. Yo, listen, Lou, uh, when, like, what, when did the band, what year did the band get together start? Get to, we, we officially say it's 86, but it was like, probably early late 85 whatever like you know we would just hang out in my basement when uh my parents would go on vacation even when they were home but when my parents were on vacation we'd all go we'd invite because all mine and them had straight ahead and rest in pieces and they'd come over and we had equipment in the basement we just jam like crazy that's like awesome. loud insane stupid you know make the dumb songs on the spot and then uh it just went from there you know <laughs> so we but we officially say 86 because that yeah, was like the year before I think that was the year we recorded the demo, and then we did the seven inch in '87. Yeah, that's and that's that's seven that seven inch changed my fucking life. Yeah, that seven <laughs> inches. Uh, Lou, how did you guys? How did you guys connect with? Sorry, e. Lou, how did you guys connect with Jordan uh, at Rev with the like at the time from yeah. the demo and stuff? How did that come together? That was easy because they they had asked us. We did our own demo, and they asked us to be on the comp first, the seven inch comp, and then the the hardcore the way it is mm-hmm. or whatever comp. So we did that and right as soon as we gave them those songs, I remember it was 
outside the anthrax, Jordan and uh, Ray came up and they go like, hey, we want to do a seven inch with you guys. And I was like, all right, <laughs> we didn't know. That was it. They wanted to do our album too, but they were like busy with Gorilla Biscuits. And we were like itching to do an album. And then that's when Howie and Steve Martin started in effect. And yeah, did that. yeah and it's, it's cool, man. Like, because uh, I'm sure you guys didn't think at the time, looking back, how those songs would resonate. I mean, I briefly uh, mentioned this, man. We got to, uh, the my old band, The Distance, got to go to Europe with you guys, yeah. Persistence Tour in 06. And watching those songs performed, you know, then uh it's just it still resonates man what's that like for you it must just be sick i mean do the crowd reaction for those songs is so awesome yeah, it's funny because whenever we do like a u.s tour pete's always like, like we got to put in a lot more old stuff because yeah. you know in europe they buy everything no matter how long your career is and they love you know as long as it's good they're they're yeah they'll you know, follow you through audience you know as long as we don't like oh here's our scott album you know <laughs> <laughs> so but here in the states we could not to brag or anything, but I think we did better uh, records, you know, from 2006 yeah. on. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, there's classics. We have classic songs and some, I, yeah. you know, just look around, scratch. They're all yeah. great records, classics. But I think we did just as good, if not better, from 2006 to today. Totally. I mean, I think our last album, some of the shit Craig wrote and, you know, Pete, Craig and All Might wrote some of the best hardcore we've done in years. Yeah, we plugged uh, that record a few. We, we plugged uh, the, the Dragon record uh, a couple yeah. times when it came out, man. I, I love, too, you you briefly talked about doing those videos. And, and again, man, just, uh, you know, as a fan, man, watching you guys still do shit and not rely on kind of the same old shit um, is so, it's so cool. It's crazy. This because this is what people always say. I'm gonna break people. The people get mad. What I'm gonna say right now, but this happens. <laughs> you know, people always like, oh, this band. Well, who's better? But this band, it's like better. It's like it's cool. This, some of these bands, dudes have two records. They got one good record. You mean? Yeah. One, yeah. And they tour that record wherever. But you guys, the Nasa Front, <laughs> Madball. You yeah. Guys, Come on, that Rev Up record, fucking. And when Rev Up came out, I was sitting there going, I right away, I fucking call up people like, we gotta fucking be good on the next record. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Rev Up? That's how it is. It's not like we no, have to copy this band, you know. Friendly competition also is like. It's no, like, it, it gets me psyched. Like, you know, well, I, and I as and, go, and as for for like a fan of all of uh, your guys' bands, it's cool for me because it. You know, pushes for better recordings and more content, so you're getting yeah. more songs on stuff. Production wise, uh, yeah, all the production on the last yeah. record for you guys was sick. Again, I, I oh, have yeah. always commented that one of my favorite things on uh, Sick of It All, uh, like outside of the your tone, vocal tone, is how Craig's bass sounds and just how everything oh, always man, comes that... comes together, man. And and it's just, you know, man, it, it, it's funny. We don't think of ourselves as musicians or whatever. And uh, I remember. Throughout his career, people go up to Craig. I remember being at a festival and a bass player at Anthrax walked up to uh, walked up to us and he's like, to, he knew Craig from childhood. And he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, what the fuck do you use? He goes, not just live, but on your last record. And Craig's like, uh, you know, Craig tells him like, don't tell that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then like even big band, like the guys in Rise Against, the bass player Rise Against, yeah. he goes, I go in, I say, get me a. He goes. He starts every album with his bass tracks. He goes, I get a Craig sound and we build off of that because, you know, they're more melodic, but he goes, yeah. I want that sound. Craig has the sound. I mean, even those videos we did in the basement, it's the first thing in all the comments. Oh, Craig's sound. And Armand, too. The, uh, Igor from Sepultura and several other, like, big metal drummers would come and stand behind him. And I remember watching this and I forget what festival it was, but it was like Igor and some other metal drummer and they're just looking at each other and they're shaking their heads. And at the end of the set, I go, I go, what do you think it says? They go, he's a fucking machine. And they love him. So he's not technically. All mine's a guitar player. He took drums up to play in straight ahead. You know, he just so felt He hits hard, bro. Yeah, he that's he, the thing. Yeah. That's he, the thing. It's he, like he's dope. He's dope, man. I'll go see a band and I'm like, you know, I love it. And the drums sound great. And I look at the drum, I was like all laid back, like oh. you know, it might be brutal music, but it's like, like that. I gotta see the guy killing those. Yeah, drums. I, 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 it's so it's so weird too when I see certain drummers. Like when I see Mackie play, it's like you, you gotta watch him play. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. fun to watch it's play. But like, it's, it's like he's like a jockey. Yeah, he's like, 
<laughs> but I, I gotta say, man, watching Sick of It All, dude, all, all four of you guys on stage is pr- probably Amazing. fucking Amazing. one of the best live shows you could see, man. Like, uh, you guys listen, that's a, that's dude, a even a small venue or a fucking huge thing. Like I said, man, I saw you guys in those, in those, the, yeah, I saw you guys on the Borough Tour and, you know, lucky enough to do Europe with you guys. And it was just like the way you guys command that stage each time, dude, so, so sick, man. And, um, like and, it, know, it, for, one, for one guitar player, for people, oh, yeah. Listen, listen, for Pete, listen, listen, people like not people say so. Pete is going from beginning to end. He's not stopping. Yeah, he, that guy's crazy. He's like a train only fucking running ping pong off and things. It's and funny because like stop. we always we always talk about for decades we've been talking about we should get a second guitar player just to hold it down just hold and Pete's like. Nah, man, just somebody else to get in my way. You know? <laughs> and, and Craig's like, I don't want to split the money five ways. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has his own style. Like I always said that, like, like when I, when I when I want to see a band live, that's how you know bands dope when it's dope live. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. But when I see like when I see, like you guys, this is crazy. I was saying that people be like, what? You guys and Biohazard see live, but like that's I'm gonna hard. call. I'm gonna drop some. The first time we met the Byhouse guys, we were playing a club in New Jersey called Murphy's Law. They were driving home from some show, and they came to our show, and they asked, hey, can we play a set? And they played. They fucking didn't move an inch. You can ask Billy, you can ask Bob, they're like, you know, cool, I like Byhouse. After they saw us, they motherfuckers were flying all over that stage. Well, that's good for that. That's what we did. It was so crazy to see like Bobby, Hamble, and Pete. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a great. Fucking, it was crazy. Bro. That was a that great. Was Think about that history right there. Yeah. I mean, dude, sick sick of it all has influenced so many. I mean, things that we even just you know thinking about things like the dragon logo with them going back with the mob deep thing. You know, it's just like the influence of sick of it all has run so deep, man. It's 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 cool yeah. to watch. Um, yo, really quick, Back. talking about the production and just you know records and all that stuff, Lou. One of my favorite sick of it all records, and I've I've asked Craig about this record, and and I asked um Armand when we had him up. Recording built to last with Garth, man. Like, what was that like? Uh, only because at the, did you do you have a good memory of that doing that I, record or? I didn't. I think it was too. It came out a little too clean, but it was good for the time. Uh, I didn't have a good experience with Garth. I thought I, I don't I might be remembering it wrong, but I thought he was just a, uh, like a typical producer where the engineer did ninety nine percent of the work, and at the end of the day, he would walk in and be like. Now nah, let's do this, you know, oh. and he would do drum edits. I'm like, we mean drum edits. He would take all of like the best tracks of our mind and cut it up to one song. And I, I didn't like it like that. I like, you know, uh, we worked with Steve Evitz after that. I thought yeah. He Steve Evitz is a man, dude. He, who's, he's the, who's, the guy, who's the guy you did in Switzerland? Sweden? True. Oh, two, two, two. two Matson. He did from 2006 on, uh, he produced and mixed, uh, Death to Tyrants, uh, based on a true story, and I forget. I think he did the when we were doing the EP for uh, the 30 year anniversary. He also did the you know the nonstop where we re-recorded shit. That yeah. was fun. We, we did that at his house in uh, in Denmark. It was so much fucking fun. Oh, the the, right. the production on nonstop is so is so awesome, man. I love that you guys re-recorded those. He had in his house. He had a built-in pool in 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 the house, but he had it drained and it had. A drum set, and he goes, "That's where you go, Armand." So I had to climb into this deep ass pool, <laughs> and he just flashed through the song. <laughs> it was great, but yeah. But two did, uh, and when we did the the thirty year anniversary EP, one of the smoke clears, he he goes, "It's going to cost way too much for me to fly there, you to fly here." He goes, "Jerry Farley has been our engineer uh, from Based on a True Story on." I think I don't know if he worked on Death of Tyrants. I don't think he did. But Jerry Farley, uh, so Tool goes. Jerry knows my style. He's got my uh, so, uh, all my my settings programmed in his computer. He goes, let Jerry do the do the production there. I'll do the mix. And now it's been like that since. Jerry's our producer, and he fucking especially the last album, he killed it. He killed it on. On, uh, that's good. That's good. And then two, but we all we always let two mix. That's what two is known for. He gets called from like Ozzy and Judas Priest or whoever to mix their albums. You know, yeah. I mean, I think he did a great job as our producer. But I love the the combo now of him and Jerry. It's fucking killer. 
Yeah, especially the production on the last one was really yeah. thick. It sounds fucking huge. I want to ask you a question right now, so this is crazy. You know how, listen, you know, like when you play, you, you tour, and they, you know what did they want, like some people want, but what is your favorite album? My favorite? That you did, like from, from the demo, seven inch. Yeah, sorry, okay. See, my problem is there's always tracks that I'm just like, I got to skip over these. And it's always usually like the last, the two or three before the last track, you know? <laughs> it's like, to make it a half hour, we got to do this. Song. I don't like that song. We got to put it in anyway. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think my favorites go from uh, uh, Death of Tyrants. I like, you see, but then it bounces back and forth between Scratch and Just Look Around. I love yours truly, though. When we did that record, I said to everybody, first of all, the ugliest cover in the world. But I said to everybody, we should t- we tuned down for like two songs. I was like, we should oh, tune it down for the whole album. But Craig didn't want to. He was like, nah, then we'll sound like <coughs> everybody's copying hate breed. We don't want to do that. But it was funny when that album came out. Uh, I remember hate breed was breaking big and, and they asked Jamie, what's his favorite? He goes, oh, I love that new sick of it all. And I thought it was great that he said that he loved our fucking, you know. Oh yeah, he always loved you guys, man. He he was always a fan at the office. Uh, when... Hey, he used he used my lyrics from Just Look Around on some song. Yeah. <laughs> um, you owe me money, you mother. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Lou. One of the other funny things, just like again, you've had such a storied career. So this one is just a random thing that I, I just want to ask you about your memory about being in the Civ video. Um, I just heard. Walter on a podcast talking about that video coming together and you have such a great little role in that. Um, tell us what you remember and kind of just, you know, oh quick God. about that. Well, I remember going to Don Fury's when they were recording Shout out the Civ, Civ stuff and, uh, and Walter said, Hey, can you come and do something on it? I said, All right, cool. And they told me the line and I went and I did it and I go, I think it was only one take. Cause I remember going, is that good? He goes, Oh, it's perfect. I was, All right. <laughs> and then they said they were doing the video. And at that time we had just had a huge, we were after the biohazard tour. Yeah, that huge riot in Arizona. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember? Wait, just let me sidetrack to the riot where everybody's holding, you know, the, the these Nazis Jerry, Jerry, that pushed Jerry. out. Yes. And Jerry's like on a – I remember it as Jerry being on a pool table and he's holding like a plastic beer pitcher and the bouncer's holding all these Nazis in the doorway. He's going, get out of here, get out of here. And Jerry's standing there all nervous and he's head goes, hit him. So – Jerry's throwing, throwing a plastic beer pitcher, and it goes like, it's just dead signs here. And the bouncer goes, fuck this, and he lets all the Nazis run it. Yeah, they, they got peed out. They remember the cops like, that guitarist started it, so they snuck peed out. But, uh, what was, they, what was the point? Oh, we were talking about you. The noise, the noise. It was like so great because it was dead silence. It was like a full on movie bar fight, and all of a sudden it was dead silence here. <laughs> like a cartoon. No, yeah, we were well, we, we were uh, we were just talking about you were saying you, you had gone into Don Fury's to record the one part oh, yeah, yeah. in one line. So, so and they're going to do they the video. To do the video, they said you know, it was gonna be a talk show, and I go, How about we do it where I'm live from Arizona State Penitentiary because of the riot, you know? Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. That that, that makes sense. I never knew that that was. We were banned from Arizona for like a year. They said there was a warrant out for pizza rest and and I think the whole band or whatever. So we didn't we didn't play Arizona for a year. And so we, as a joke, and if you look, it says uh, live from Arizona State. Yeah, I had I never put the connection together. So that's funny, man, because. I, like I just like you know I like I said Walter was on uh, I think it was Axe to Grind and, and they were talking about that video and and they mentioned you and kind of a little bit about behind the scenes how the video in the video as uh, the abusive husband or whatever. there's yeah. a funny, I know it's like the only versions I see now are really blurry on YouTube but there's a scene I I forget what part of the song but they're panning the crowd and if you look at the you know they're all in bleachers. Yeah. Me and Armine and I forget who else were sitting behind the bleachers behind Devil was at the top in the back. It's in the video. Armine found the milk crate right near us, and he goes, "Watch this!" And he just throws it over his head. It lands on Devil, (laughs) but you have to look at the back of the crowd. It's in the video. It's so small, but it's like way in the back. You just see this milk crate. It's like it's like the the Wizard Oz, the the magic hanging himself. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's great, man. You gotta look. No, I, I, I never put the, I never put the two and two together. So that, that's really, that's a funny little tidbit here. So, uh, Lou, yeah. what, what else have you guys been working on? Uh, what's next for Stick of It All now? Are we gonna, are we well, hearing any shows back or? That's the thing. It's like we just started talking about doing a Patreon where, and we came with all this shit where no, not only it. just, you gotta do it. not just recording, like, okay, here we are playing these songs, but we're gonna do stuff where like, I don't know about the tears and all that shit. But they were saying, like, oh, if you pay this much, you can, you know. And I was like, all right, if you're going to do shit like that, then if they pay X amount of dollars a month, they get to request songs, you know. Like, oh, hey, record this one. Like, yeah. people request yeah. the worst shit, you know, the, the songs you'd hate, you know. It'd be cool, but, too. Uh, you know, but then be... all of a sudden, they're trying to open shit up again, you know. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, it'd be a cool, a cool tier for Sick of It All would be just because you guys have so much footage. It's like after a certain one you release like one of the videos or something classic that hasn't been online in a long time. Yeah. Because yeah. that that would be cool just as a fan. You guys have it, so much good stuff, man. To, to finding this shit is hard though. I mean, if some of the stuff like even on our own our own YouTube page and our sickofitall.com, there's videos missing that we can't even find. The only version of Scratch the Surface I can find is on YouTube. There's no like oh, clear cut video, you know? Well, how about how about what, when you guys gonna do the documentary? What? Yeah, whatever happened to that? Home, what about the home video? What's up with that? What that old one? Yeah, would that ever oh, come back out? Like, it, it, it was it was done. The old one was released as a, a bonus DVD on I forget which uh, like a deluxe CD version. Yeah. We got Fat gave it to Century Media. Fat Records did the documentary. They gave it to Century Media. We released it on DVD. But uh, uh, I don't know about a new one. You know, it's like. Yeah, I don't know about a new one. <laughs> yeah. Just be I, would like, I would love to just see you guys like now. If we had the we gotta find the footage, the old footage. So if we do like I'm talking a real footage, like some of the stuff when you were on tour with us, uh Richie oh, has a bunch of stuff. I don't know from where. But uh you know, that would be good because then if we did a new documentary to see the, the contrast and all that shit. Yeah. But, well, yeah, yeah, you guys, don't, people don't know that you guys are like a well-oiled, greased machine. And <laughs> yeah, it, we appear people, that way. Yeah, and people <laughs> don't understand. People don't understand what it is to be in a band, and, and, and especially a band like when people see what we do. A lot of people are like, "Oh, a hardcore band, whatever." Like we 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 don't get the respect of metal bands. No, no, you don't. Yo, we don't get respect that EGM. DJ gets more respect than, than Oh, yeah. Do. Well, they draw a hell lot more. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 like, if hardcore had only, you know, I understand, you know, it was very PC when, you know, and respect it, that's cool. But if you could, if you could convince guys that, like, hey, you could get late if you liked hardcore, it would be a lot bigger. <laughs> a lot bigger. <laughs> but, uh, uh, speaking of, like, no respect is a story. I think I told it in the book, too. But we did this, uh, and it's the reason we, we left Fat Records. We were in Europe. We played the Full Force Festival, and, yes. on, and on this day, it was Slayer, Ministry, Sick of It All, Anthrax. Anthrax went on before us, yeah. and we we went on, and you know it was at our height in Germany, and we yeah. fucking killed the whole it. place is just destroying it. Tom Araya is standing on stage with Ministry waiting to go on behind him. As we're walking off, you know, Ministry guys are like, oh, and Tom Araya goes, "How the fuck are they gonna <laughs> go on after you?" And I was like, "Holy shit." And, you know, so we walk off stage and Mark, our, our, uh, he's our booking agent. And at that time, our road manager, he goes, he goes, yeah, Mark MAD. He goes, Hey, I was in the office and I just happened to see, they had like the list of pay. He went to get paid for us. And he goes, the guy opened the book goes, yeah. And he goes right under us is anthrax got paid way more than we did. A band that went on at fucking three in the afternoon, some metal band, not even big, got paid more than we did. So Mark goes, did you fucking see what they just did? Why are they this high up on the bill? And you're giving them, you know, half the money of this band. And he goes, yeah, they're a hardcore band. They don't expect to get paid. Oh, that's fucked up. Fucking brutal. You know? I'm going to have to talk to someone. <laughs> well, the good thing is, is that that, that sick of it all has outlasted many people. And, and I will be there signing up for the Patreon. I mean, I look forward to that, Lou. Like I, well, we'll see. We don't know if we're doing it yet. Because like I said, they're bringing live shows back. It, it, we came up with I came up with some good concepts, you know. I told Armine and Craig could do a segment each month, you know, of beer. Armine could do beer. Craig could do 
you know, his paranoia. He could do his uh, pizza thing. <laughs> his pizza. You know, he always says that the, their pizza group always disrespect them. I go, then you should do your solo pizza show. <laughs> or he could do his cooking show. You know, he likes to cook. Solo pizza show. Like, <laughs> sit by himself eating pizza all day. <laughs> well, whatever is next, man, I'll, I will definitely be there as a fan, yeah. man. So, Lou, I, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, thank dude, and giving us, me, give, giving oh, us I some time, to, man. Say, Go ahead, I, Hold on, Simon. All I have to say that Queens is the mecca of the world, and sick of it all is from Queens. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. Look at the shit that came out of Queens. Not just, you know, jazz and hip-hop, but fucking hardcore is, like, the best bands from Queens. All the best bands. All the best bands. That's true. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, so Lou, th thank you once again, man. Everybody check out uh, yeah. Sick of It All. I'm going to have a bunch of links for you guys to check out their merch. Be sure to support those guys. Uh, obviously, one of the most important bands we've had in our history. So, dude, Thanks. Lou, thank Thanks. you again, man, for, for sharing your, your so time with us and oh, your guys. stories, dude. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Peace. This is Danny Diablo, featuring Joe Fatal, Big Lito, Spanish people in control. Speak, baby, musica cocaina. You know what one love kid. You know what one love kid. Well, it's me, Joe Fatal. I'm kind of temperamental. Life never been so simple. Grabbing on these instrumentals. Not even a law to save you. Going toe to toe, shit gon' get fatal. Hit the block, see my man Maceo. Blowing in dough through the windows. Bitches slide through past the Perico. I don't even sleep though. Hit a knock on your door. You better look through your peephole. Give daps to my people. Even though half of them, they all fucking illegal. No sequel. Crossing borders with that Perico. When it go down, we moving so reckless Tech under her dresses I'm kinda stressed, body feeling so restless No intermission, I'm like a jumbo jet just fueling Who's fooling? Cause we not playing, we abusing All you simple minded, we been so foolish you know Next up, it's Danny Diablo featuring Tony Slippers Script Keeper and me DJ Kaz this one is called Keep Your Distance. Long Island, stand up. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time. A secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.